0: Hi everyone, Jess here, one of the lead analysts in London. Welcome to this week's Partner Podcast. In this week's episode, we're talking about Uber Movement, an exciting new product we've just launched in the UK. Movement is a free tool that uses anonymised Uber data to show travel conditions across different times, days or months, and how travel times are impacted by things like big events and road closures in a city. To discuss this, we've got Neil, who's our Head of Cities, and Brittany, who's the City Partnerships lead. Welcome both. Could you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a bit about yourself? What's your day-to-day look like and some of your responsibilities
1: in the business? Thanks, Jess. I'm Brittany, and as mentioned, I head up the City Partnerships across the UK and Ireland. Typically, we're working with local organizations and city councils, as well as transport agencies to figure out how we can partner with them to help solve some of their transport and urban mobility challenges. Great.
2: Hey guys, so my name's Neil, I'm the Head of Cities across the north of England, so my main responsibility is managing the relationship we have with all of the councils and local authorities that regulate us, but also managing some of the broader partnerships we have with local businesses, transport authorities, local government agencies and that type of thing. I also run our regulatory operations function down here in London.
0: Great to have you both on here. So first up, could you introduce Uber Movement to our listeners?
1: What is it all about? Thanks Jess. So Uber Movement is an amazing new tool that we've launched basically in partnership with cities where we're able to show data from 24-7 trips in various major cities around the world and it allows us to compare anonymized trip data and travel conditions across various cities and times of day. For example in London we were able to show how the London Bridge closure was impacting traffic and movement around the city during those times.
2: So I think for me this is all about how we can elevate the relationship we have um, with the various cities that we operate in and the cities we serve and it's all about how we can use the, the data and the information we hold to the advantage of those cities so as Brittany was saying we have a lot of information in terms of how and when people move around the various cities that we operate in so it's all about how we can make that information freely available in, in, in an anonymised form to help those cities really make data driven decisions when it comes to planning, whether that be from a transport point of view, development point of view, and just really helping them, as I say, leverage the, the data and the insights we can provide to make better decisions for how they run their cities on a day to day and a week to week basis.
0: So, I've got a great question here. Where does all of this data come from? How is it gathered? And can you please just confirm that it's anonymous? Are you sharing my rider? personal data or even driver data how should I imagine this
2: so I think great question and that the the key thing to say is that data is all aggregated in anonymized form so there's no danger of individual you know whether that be a rider or driver trip patterns or journey, uh, you know, journey behaviours being uh, communicated through the tool, it is all aggregated. We only launch movement uh, in cities where we have sufficient level uh, and volume of data to be able to do that uh, and the information is provided to councils in an anonymised and aggregated format. So what we'll typically do when we're configuring the tool for the city, we'll work with um, be it the city council, with the local transport authority, just to understand how they think about the city, how they zone up and divide the city, what are the key kind of patterns, the key kind of movements from area to area or borough to borough that they're interested in. And that then helps us in terms of how we design and configure the tool for that particular city.
1: That's so awesome. So how are drivers contributing to movement? Great question. Uh, So basically by having the app on uh, while drivers are completing their trips, we're able to track the data of the various trips they're taking. And as Neil said, we anonymize all of that data. Um, So really every trip that each of our drivers is doing is helping to contribute to movement in the cities.
0: Such a great answer. So I assume you both have loads of meetings with urban planners, local councils, and community leaders about how Uber can have an impact locally. What sort of questions do you get from them?
2: I think you're absolutely right, Jess. I mean, being able to access the the data and the information we we hold is a, certainly a question I've faced frequently for you know probably over the last couple of years now, um, and it's great because it's I think part of how we can demonstrate the role that we can play. In actually helping these local authorities and these transport authorities and these city councils to actually really tackle some of the major challenges that they face within their cities. So things like congestion, pollution, air quality and pressure on car park and space. Movement is just another way that we can share our information and share our data to the greater benefits of the cities that we serve and operate in.
1: Yeah, and just further to that point, I think a lot of the discussions we have with with city councils and transport authorities They're particularly interested in the data that we have. So oftentimes they might have to commission like an independent study to get that information. And just the fact that we have that and we're willing to show them that we want to partner with them by making this data available really helps build trust with those um, various organizations and show that we're in this uh, to help the local community and to help support the future of urban mobility. And just in general that we're really committed to cities across the UK.
0: So I've read that Uber movement will be available to 12 new cities across five continents. Are you planning to launch this product in other UK cities? And what other initiatives are you working on with local councils to have an impact
1: locally? Great question. Uh, we absolutely would love to launch this in other cities across the UK. As Neil mentioned earlier, we definitely have to make sure that it's large enough cities where we have enough data to collect meaningful information that we can anonymize. Uh, and we're basically figuring out how we could roll this out across the rest of the UK and get this prioritised on a global basis, but very committed to working with local cities and that's a a great point about how we can partner with cities in general. So recently uh, we partnered with Leeds United Football Club and we very much see that as a way to work with the local community but also, you know, Elland Road is specifically focusing on a regeneration effort and so one of the things that we'd really like to help them with is complement public transport, which is something that's really important to us. And so we can work with the sports team to offer you know, first last mile initiatives between say the train station and the stadium on match days, or do things like working with the stadium to help you know, make Leeds an EV hub for the future. So there's a lot of different things that we can potentially do with them. And we're really excited about how we can explore the partnership and really working with the Leeds community.
2: I think for me movement is just one part of the way in which we can work with cities to to improve those places and, and, and make them better and make them places that people really want to live in and, and, and work in and, and, and visit and I, I think one really good example of that type of partnership is the partnership we have with Moda Living, so these are the residential developers responsible for a number of large developments across the north of England and that the whole basis to the partnership is for their prospective tenants who will typically be your millennials, Generation Y. These are people that actually, their aspirations around car ownership and the way they want to move around is significantly changing compared to some of the older generations. So the whole proposition of our partnership with Moda Living is rather than baking a certain percentage of fixed car parking spaces into their developments, given those tenants, the opportunity to forgo those car parking spaces and actually be offered you know a set amount of Uber credits every month as an alternative and that not only appeals to you know what these younger people actually want these days from particularly those who kind of aspire to a more urban lifestyle, but for the developer, it actually allows them to repurpose that space that would otherwise be, as I say, just taken up with, with car park and space and cars that idle there for a lot of the time and actually reuse that space. It might be for additional residential units. It could be retail or it could be amenities that again, those residents are likely to value a lot more than at a car park space, things like residence gyms, swimming pools, bars, that type of thing. So this is kind of, and again, it's a good example of how we see ourselves starting to influence the design and configuration of our cities. I'm speaking at a couple of conferences in Manchester and London over the next few weeks, talking to developers not only about the nature of you know, the, the kind of mode of living type partnership, but also, as Uber matures and develops in these cities, it actually helps connect parts of the city that maybe previously weren't well connected by public transport or didn't have the same level of 24/7 transport connectivity that allowed people access to whether that's jobs, economic opportunities, or more, I guess, social type benefits. And and that then, if we get that right, that can actually have a quite profound impact longer term in terms of really unlocking parts of a city that maybe have not been so ripe for development before because they aren't well saved by public transport or they don't have those kind of links to the city center or the bits of the city and that's where again bringing it back to movement where we can use the presence of uber in the city and some of the data and the insights we have to really have quite an impact on the the way that city authorities and city planners think about the design of that city as a whole
0: thanks for all your insights and being on the podcast It's been such an interesting topic to talk about, and it's so nice to hear that we can have such a big impact locally and nationwide.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us on. We're really looking forward to having more updates in the future on bringing movement across the UK.
2: Thanks for having us, Jess, and thanks for listening, guys.
1: And remember, for the
0: listeners, as usual, if you have any questions, please go to t.uber.com forward slash UK podcasts. Also, if you like hearing our updates, please subscribe to our SoundCloud channel. Until next time, drive safe.